Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Right, happy Wednesday, everyone. This is episode number 162 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. Sorry for the late start today. All on me. Can't blame anyone else. I didn't check my tech ahead of time. When I went to check the tech, the tech checked out. So I had to get everything back up and running. But now we are here, and we're going to deliver you a fabulous episode. So we're going to be talking about burnout today. We're going to be talking about self-care, self-love, all the selves. We're going to talk about it. And before we get there, I just want to remind everyone about this Saturday, we have our all-star panel where we're going to be discussing how to prioritize yourself when everyone else needs you. So I brought back six of my former guests who rocked the house on the individual shows, and we're going to rock the house all together. That's this Saturday at noon. And don't forget my other show that I do with the kid, with my daughter, where we talk, have tough conversations with a rational outlook. So we'll be back on Monday with that one. And me, you may not know who I am. Let me introduce myself to you. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. It starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again all that stuff I was like you know what like I want to be able to take this even bigger if you know why you do what you do you have to know how to charge for what you do that's how you're going to change your life and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family you gotta know your work So if you're new to the show, we are all about talking about overcoming obstacles, defying the odds, taking whatever mess you may have gone through in your life and showing you how you can turn that mess into a powerful and sometimes profitable message. So before we get into that, you know, I have to do my teachable moment of the day. And someone someone messaged me the other day and said, what's the best way for me to lose weight? And I said, for you to just eat right most of the time and exercise. That's it. 
say <laughs> too many times in life we overcomplicate things that don't have to be overcomplicated because you see all these quick fixes on TV and all the Facebook ads popping up. And you, know, you just mentioned weight loss near your phone. You get all kinds of sponsored ads about the, the quickest way to lose 10 pounds or 15 pounds. Is it just take a, a specific, I'm sorry, take specific actions daily and you'll lose weight. Drink enough water, get enough steps, exercise. If you don't know what to do, hire a trainer. Don't just simply join a gym. And I'm not saying that because I'm a trainer. If I want to learn how to do advertising, I'm going to find an expert in advertising. I'm going to learn from them. So it's no different. No difference with health, health and fitness, but you have to be ready to, to commit. Because saying you want to do it happens every January. Everybody says they want to do it. And then by the third week in, in January, two-thirds quit already. So you got to have your mindset right first if you want to make fitness changes or any any type, type of change. Because I'm sure my guests and I are, are going to get into that. But the first step is you have to have your mind right. I know it sounds cliche, but it's 100% fact. So just don't overcomplicate things. Just start drinking enough water, start moving, and eat right most of the time. That's the secret. All right. So back to talking about burnout and self-care and self-love and all that good stuff. I have a guest. And who is this guest? So she is a former corporate executive turned health and life coach after she burnt out in the corporate world. Been there, felt that. She is now the founder and CEO of Path to Presence Wellness Coaching, who helps burnt out professionals maximize their well-being and their success. So please help me welcome to the show, Shannon Talbot. Shannon, how are you doing? Great, thanks. How are you? Doing great. You know, I definitely belong in front of a studio audience because I always say, help me welcome to the show, forgetting I'm here by myself. And I mean, we got the audience, but we can't we can't hear them. So anyways, wait, I'll give you the round of applause. Well, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> where, where are you joining us from? I am tuning in from Toronto, Canada. Toronto. Nice. Yeah. How's the weather up there? Mm, today it's not bad. It was uh been a rainy week, but today's pretty nice out. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're we're getting our rain now. We had we had a nor'easter come through, come through last night. So lots of uh, tree branches everywhere and <laughs> fun fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like right when I got to the gym, I walked in the door and then we lost power. <laughs> but oh, no. but it came right. Yeah, it came right back on five minutes later. Thank God. So we had we had our camera our camera lights on. I'm like, we're all here. We may as well still work out, right? <laughs> That's awesome. I uh, love it. All right. So how would you describe yourself? Hmm, I, how would I describe myself? Well, I would say I'm very I'm an optimist <laughs> by nature, okay. yeah. uh, hardworking, um, fun. Um, but I would also say I'm also I you know I I can be pretty hard on myself, so I set high expectations for myself as well. Mm -hmm. So that's something you know I've definitely had to work on. Um, but also very motivated and uh, yeah, just I like to have fun and I like to see others do well and succeed in life. Okay, so yeah. what what fuels that motivation? What fuels that motivation? Hmm. Yeah, you, you won't get the good questions out of me. Yeah, I know. You're diving right <laughs> in. Right that. That's not okay. <laughs> what fuels the motivation? I would say, I think since I was a kid, I have just always been instilled with work really hard. Like, you just got to put do the work, put in the action, like, stop making the excuses. Um, and yeah, and if you come like to a dead end, you, you know, find another way around it. Love so, it. yeah. Do you get that from your, from your parents? I would say so. Yeah. My parents definitely hard workers. Um, 
you know, they instilled in, you know, at a young age, like I had to start saving early if I wanted to go to school and you got to just put, yeah, in the time and get good grades. And yes, there's time for fun, but first and foremost, it's, you know, the, the school and the work and, and just excelling kind of thing in life. Yeah. I love that excelling. Like that's a, that's a lost art nowadays. It really is. And I was, I was, this, I mean, this is going back almost 20 years though, but I started coaching track and field at a high school here in Rhode Island. And when I first started, the boys and the girls were practicing together. And, you know, you talk in high school, you know, hormones running rampant. And so I was like, all right, this is not a good idea. So the very first thing I did was I separated the boys, the boys and the girls. And I told, told the girls coaches, I'm like, you guys go over there. We'll come over here. And I started setting expectations and people were complaining to, to the athletic director. They were complaining to their teachers because I wanted to see report cards. Like, you know, they had to be five minutes early and on the track and ready, not running out last second with their bags. Like, I just set clear expectations. Mm -hmm. And then by, by the time I left the school a couple of years later, like, parents were in tears, you know, and, 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 and you know, because, like, this is just a lost art. It really mm -hmm. is, you know. So I usually don't chime in with my stories so early, but I just felt <laughs> that one that one was relevant to what you said yeah, about totally. about us. Uh, you know, excelling, like there's nothing wrong with, with expecting excellence, mm -hmm. you know, because I instill the same thing, thing in, in my kids. I'm like, I don't teach you guys to be me mediocre. It's like, if you give your all and the best you can do as a C, I'll accept it. But you have to give your best all the time. And then you live with the results of, of, of your best. It's definitely a lost art. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I would say, yeah, with my parents too, it wasn't, you know, they didn't care what we did in our life. Like, you know, I didn't have to have, be a certain profession or anything, but really they just wanted us to work hard and then also be happy as well. Yeah. Yeah. I tell my kids, I don't care what you do, but whatever you do, kick ass at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> leave it at that. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so how, how would you, you describe your, your overall childhood? Uh, it was good. Like I grew up in a, in a really small town, 8,000 people. Um, you know, my parents did well in their professions. Um, and yeah, it was, you know, I had a great childhood. Um, my dad worked a lot, so he, he had his own business and, and worked a lot. But for me, it was, you know, we, he was always home for dinner at six. We had family dinners every night at six and then yeah he would probably go back to his office and work weekends and things like that but for me it was yeah I, I saw it as okay like they're still we're having that family dinner and and whatnot and and it worked like it was it was good and yeah we had like good vacations and stuff what was hardest probably for me was um just the social social side of school and things like that so that's where my you know, I had a great home life and then I didn't quite fit in with the kids at school necessarily. And so, you know, I was that kid. It's funny. I recently looked at a picture and I went to a wedding when I was in grade five. So what are you, 10, 10, around that, 12? Around there, yeah. <laughs> I should know. My yeah, kids are eight, grade three. Yeah. So yeah, 10, grade <laughs> five. Um, I went to a wedding and a family wedding and I ha I wore like a suit, like this skirt suit with a blazer and a hat and it's so funny because i'm like who like all the other girls wear these pretty like wore these pretty floral dresses and things like that and i'm like no i had a suit and a hat on 
And then, but then like entering grade six, I kind of was shut out of the, you know, the popular group and things like that. So that's really when I turned to school, working hard. I started working at a really young age as well. And I kind of just threw myself into school and working. And those were my areas of focus. Okay. So would you consider yourself an introvert? No, you know, I actually struggle with this question because I am definitely outgoing and I love social interactions, Um, but I also like my downtime. So I also get recharged by having me time and things like that. So it's funny. I sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm borderline introvert, extrovert, but I do really, especially now as an adult, like I live for social events and things like that. Yeah, that that's I'm pretty much in that that same category. When if I'm around a bunch of people, I definitely shine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but same thing. But once once I'm in my my bubble, I don't want to be bothered while I'm in my bubble. <laughs> like, yeah. hey Rob, Rob, you want to come out? I'm like, nah, I'm good. You know, I'm yeah, good. Totally. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, the exact same. Yeah. Yeah, because like you know, talking all day long, you know, motivating people in the gym all morning, starting at five five fifteen through 10 and then I hop on the podcast at 11 that I do coaching calls and I'm guests on other people's podcasts and then I'm back at the gym at four you know so it's like by 6 p.m I'm all peopled out yeah yeah (laughs) totally totally understand yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right so what was your your childhood dream career (laughs) oh I swear like it's it's funny. I flip flopped. And just recently I remember that I actually wanted to go into acting and that was like, I'm like, no, I'm going to go to a special school for high school and go into acting. And then I want to be an actor and in public school. So the lower grades I did, I was in plays and musicals. And then when I got to high school, I auditioned for one thing and I didn't get in. And in that moment, I was like, nope, okay, it's not, I'm not cut out for this. And I just stopped mm. and I didn't even try again. And which is interesting because that would not be me, you know, fast forward a few years later, I would never have just stopped and given up, but I did in that moment. Yeah. Then I went to, okay, I'm going to be an event planner. And that was my next thing. And then it was, it was like grade 11 accounting class where I was like, oh, you know what? No, I want to live, I want to work. And, you know, I want to be a vice president one day. I want to be this big, successful person that works in a shiny office tower. That was my dream. We would drive, you know, I was in a small town. We would drive past Toronto and we'd see these big office towers. I'm like, that's where I'm going to work. (laughs) And that's what started my dream of, okay, I'm going to go into business and I'm going to work in a shiny office tower and wear a suit to work every day. And from there, like, that's just what kept going through my mind was, nope, that's what I want to do. I want to work downtown Toronto in business. So do you ever look back and wonder what if about the acting? A little bit. Yeah. You know what I think? And my perspective, and I know we'll get into it, but in the last two years, my perspective has changed so much. But back then it was like, you know, I wanted the, I wanted the money. I wanted the title. It was, you know, those superficial things that now yeah. looking back, I'm like, eh, that's not what makes you happy. But at the time I thought that that was what was important. And so, yeah, there's a bit of peace in me where I'm like, oh, I wonder which route I would have, you know, what could have opened up for me had I 
got, yeah, stuck with acting or done something else. But I'm also a believer that I think everything happens for a reason. And our past, like we take our past um, as we were meant to. So yeah, I don't dwell on it too much, just occasionally. Right. Yeah, because I, I, ask, I ask these questions the way I do, because at, once we get into the stuff you're doing now, I usually see some type of tie-in to what people wanted to do, because mine was the same. I want I wanted to be on TV. I still want to be on TV. Like I've gotten on a couple a couple um, TV shows. Like I've been in commercials and stuff, and and now in the podcasting world, you can talk all, all over the place. But like I want I want to see myself in some type of TV show, and it's just something I've I've always had that dream of, and I don't have any regrets of not of not pursuing it because I'm not dead. Like I I still can. <laughs> you yeah, know, so it's just, so just a matter yeah. of pursuing it in time, you know, like I have kids myself. So it's like now isn't the time, but maybe in my retirement years, you know, once the once my, my twins are, are 18 and they're ready to, to well, not to be ready to be on their own at 18, but you know what I mean? So if, when they go <laughs> off to college, maybe that's the time to really start pitching and all that good stuff and make making it happen. Totally. But like just slowly start start making the steps because this was as as a teen i decided i wanted to do that and then throughout i went to college for a minute but then i dropped out three times <laughs> so, <laughs> so so then i ended up managing restaurants and throughout that process i i learned everything i needed to learn about business mm. you know so like i just i just share that because you know people always think that there's there's a certain path that you have to take to get to where you want want to get and you don't. So when I decided to pursue fitness to get back to my my roots as an athlete, I just started. Like I didn't know what I was doing. It's like I just started, and then doors just started opening, and then more doors started opening, and then it grew. Like like this was supposed to be a hobby. Like I'm just supposed to do it. The you know the fun to kind of give me an outlet post post the restaurant, yeah. and it just started growing and growing. And so when I got the idea. But for this show, it's like, all right, what direction do I want to take it? I'm like, there's thousands of podcasts out there. And I was like, just talk about my experiences. And then I'll bring guests on and we'll talk about their experiences. <laughs> you know, and so and that 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 way there we can help other people if they're stuck in any sort of rut. So all right, so post high school, did you go to college? Yes, I did. Yeah. So I went to um college here for international business. Okay. So it was half big business, half learning another language. So I learned Spanish. And then um, in your third year, you go away on an exchange. Okay. So I went, um, I went to Peru for a year. Um, but it was interesting. It was like, again, you know, I, I got to, I got to college and I also worked a part-time job. Like I always had something going on to make money, to keep me busy. And so I did that as well on, on the side. Um, and then, yeah, for four years, I took that degree for four years. What what was it like living in Peru? It was awesome. It was such an incredible experience. Um, it was, you know, so much fun. And just, I think it was the first time in my life where I just kind of just let myself be more relaxed and there were, you know, no expectations. I didn't work. I couldn't work while I was down there. So literally my time was spent going to school and then traveling. So I lived with a bunch of uh, other international students and we would just hop on a bus like every Wednesday after class we would take an overnight bus somewhere 
um, and go and just explore and, and see Peru and surrounding countries. And yeah, it was really, really awesome. Love it. All right. So what was your first job out of college? First job at a college. So I actually went back to Peru. Um, I met a, I met a boy when I was there. Not my husband now. But <laughs> back then, I'd met a boy. So I went back to Peru on an um, internship through the Canadian government. And I worked at a bank there for six months. And then um, him and I broke up. And then I decided, well, I'm not coming back to Canada in the winter. So I <laughs> traveled until the winter was over and uh, just explored Brazil and Argentina and stuff. And then uh, came back after that and moved back in with my parents for the first time in years. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, were, what were the cultural differences in like Peru, Brazil versus Canada? Um, you know what? Like I think for them too, they just... You know, making money is important, but it's not, it's not up here, right? Like they just really mm -hmm. want to have fun. They really value like family time and having fun and just mm -hmm. that above all else. And, you know, they eat like their meals are carb heavy and like they're having, you know, they have rice and potatoes with every single meal, yeah. but they're not, you know, they're fit and they, yeah, it was just, I feel like it's just, they have a very happy happy culture, even though they have a lot of poverty there. So they have extreme poverty, but they just also, yeah, I feel like they really live life to its fullest. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. good. All right. So when did you decide to leave corporate America? <laughs> uh, so I... <laughs> that laugh spoke volumes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So for me, so my first job in corporate was very entrepreneurial and I was young and I got to travel, which I love to do. And they were flying me like all over because I spoke Spanish and I was, you know, it was just living the dream at, you know, mid twenties and I loved it. But then as I got, like, as I moved up and got more responsibility and got, you know, less control over my schedule and what I got to do. I would get really like exhausted from traveling so much or just, you know, not look, I didn't have time. I didn't ever work out or eat healthy back then or anything. And it was just, yeah. it was all about work. Work was my life. So then what would I would do? I would get tired and I would switch jobs. So I, I say I press the easy button because I would just switch to another job, another company and think that, okay, it'll be better there. I'll have more balance in my life and blah, blah. And that, didn't, didn't happen. So I kept doing that. And, um, even to like my husband and I were trying to have kids through all, all that. And like with me traveling, like, it's just, it was just really hard. So anyway, we, yeah, finally after my, I don't know, fourth company, I was like, okay, I have to figure this out. I can't keep switching. It's not helping me. I just, I'm happy. It's like, you're in the honeymoon phase for a few weeks and then it's like right back to where I was. So I finally, I went on a retreat with a career counselor, a career coach and really took a step back and looked at, okay, what did I like about my work? What didn't I like? What was my journey? And, and really had to look at it and then thought, okay, what, what do I want to do with my life? So it was in that moment where I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to make a change. Um, and it's, I want to be an entrepreneur, but, and, 
And I knew I wanted to help people live healthier and happier lives. But I'm like, at the time I worked in banking, I'm like, how the heck am I going <laughs> to do that? Like I help people, I was helping people get credit cards. I'm like, I am not helping. I'm kind of helping them, but I'm also helping yeah. them get debt. So I was just, yeah, it was one of these things where I'm like, okay, I just, this is not fulfilling me anymore and I need to make a change. And then I also had, um, <laughs> It was really, really busy at work. And my son, who was five at the time, um, kind of a horrible story, but he he had a stomach ache. And it was a few weeks before Christmas and he had a stomach ache and we thought he had the stomach flu. And it was like, we were busy, you know, we had our work and busy and meetings and everything. So we we're like, he's fine. It's just the stomach flu. The stomach flu was going around. Yeah. So finally day four, I was like, oh, no, this is not okay. Like we have to get him looked at. So took him to a clinic and they're like, we think it's his appendix. So he got taken to hospital and literally like appendectomies are really routine. One of the most common general surgeries there is, and he ended up spending 31 days at wow. um, the kids hospital here um, because it was just this bizarre case for his, for his appendicitis. And during that time was the first time probably in years where I had, I took a step back from work and I just had one job. I had a job to be a mom in that moment. And my husband and I took turns staying at the hospital every night with him. And while I was there, I was just took a step back and I was like, okay, am I happy? Am I healthy? And do I feel fulfilled? And my answers to all three of those questions were like, eh, not really. But then the guilt set in because I was like on paper, like I have a great job. I have a great house. You know, I have a great group of friends. Like everything's going for me. How can I not feel happy, healthy, or fulfilled? But then I was like, no, but who cares, right? Like it's time to, to make that a priority. And then that's what also set me off on my journey. And I was like, and if I'm feeling this way, there must be a lot of other people who feel this way too. What can we do about it? Yeah, very, very similar story with one of my twin boys. Same thing. He was complaining about pain, pain in his belly. Like, oh, you, you probably ate something. And it same thing, just going on uh, several days. And we, we weren't thinking appendix because he was kind of pointing to the other side, you know? So, uh, yeah. yeah. And so my now now ex brought him to, to the hospital and they're like, they're, they're keeping him. I'm like, they're keeping him. They're like, yeah, like his, his appendix uh, ruptured. And I was like, I... I've known other people, they're like in pain when it happens, but I yeah. guess it was just it was just a slow leak. And so they weren't sure if there was some damage in there. And then for, fortunately, they were able to just just remove it and all was well. But there was concern that they would have to remove part of its colon. And so like wow. we were we were yeah, we were nervous about that. But again, thankfully yeah. it didn't it didn't come to that. But but so but just, but just during that, so as you're going through that process. I love that you ask yourself those three questions, like, am I happy? Am I health healthy? And am I fulfilled? Because I think that last part is where people go, mm. go wrong. And you addressed it y yourself by saying, I have, I have, you know, you, you have a good, good relationship. You have your family. You, ha you have a nice house. You have a good paying job. Like, I should be fulfilled. But what was missing? It's not, it's not a trick question. I think, yeah. <laughs> Pardon? I said it's not a Sorry. trick question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's you know what I didn't have that fire. I didn't have that passion. Like there for it is. 
Yes. The passion was missing. And it's like, I dreaded Sundays. I hated Mondays. Like I lived for weekends, but even on weekends, it was like, okay, like I just, you know, come Sunday, I'd be like, oh, the week's going to start all over again. And it was, you know, like it was almost on a roller coaster all the time of emotions. And yeah, like it just, I was like, no, something is missing here. And I have to figure out what it is. And it's time. I think another thing I look at too, and I know a lot of parents, we do this. We put ourselves and our dreams on the back burner, right? It was all about my kids. Like if they were happy, if they were healthy, if they felt fulfilled, like if they were chasing their dreams and going after what they wanted, it was all about them. And I finally realized, I'm like, no, I used to be super ambitious and driven and motivated and I'd lost it. And that's when I was like, okay, Hey, I, I, it's time to get that back because this is not like, yes, I'm going through the motions every day, but I'm not happy with how things are. See, and, and I really hope for the, for the people listening that that's, that's the biggest takeaway is we think too much that things, that things make us happy. And, and I say there's plenty of celebrities who were strung out from self-medicating because they're missing something. You know, so it's not it's not about the things like you said it. It was about it was about the fire, about the passion. And I had asked you because I wanted you to say it because I say it almost every single show. <laughs> and so it's like I wanted you to say the words like that fire was missing because I've been there. Yeah, it was at the restaurant. It was it was chaotic. And I remember at one point I lost it on my kitchen staff. You know, because just food kept coming back. It's like food's not not supposed to come back to the kitchen. And I lost it. And I go into the freezer and I'm punching French fry boxes. And then I just mm-hmm. stopped and was like, what the hell happened to you? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you're, you're an athlete, you're a motivator, you know, like you're a happy person. Like you get the best out of people. It's like, what the hell just happened out there? You know, it's like, I let the stress consume me and then it started to change me. And yeah. that's when it hit me. Like I can't do this anymore. And that was when I started training people. Say, and that was just supposed to be an outlet. It wasn't supposed to replace my job. And then lo and behold, the universe spoke and I <laughs> lost my job. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I had never been fired a day in my life and completely blindsided. Boss just came in with, with the final check. And I was like, you know, my ex was pregnant with, with the twins at the time. Seven and a half months pregnant with the oh, twins. Wow. And, and that's children four and five. So, so so now you're talking, I got five small kids and no job, but it, but that's where it's like, okay, you're free to pursue your passion now, mm-hmm. you know? So at first, after the initial shock and fear, like crap, <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to have that steady paycheck coming in every Friday now, but yeah. it's like, you're free to pursue your, your passion. So yeah. how did you go about freeing yourself to pursue yours? <sighs> So I think for once I was like, okay, this is like, I, and it's by nature, I am a planner. I set goals. Like I set, I have journals where like, as a kid, I would set monthly, weekly, like annual goals. I've always been a big goal person, but I'm like, I'd also stop doing that. So I just, I decided it was time to breaking up a little, take the shell Oh, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was reading Michelle Obama's book, Becoming Michelle in the Hospital. And she, 
And I think too, I just, I put myself in this box where I'm like, no, I have to make so much money and like, I'm more the breadwinner in the family. So I'm like, okay, I have to make X amount of money and I have to be X role. And I'd never really thought, well, what if I totally changed? What if I totally changed? And I didn't want to even admit to people that I wanted to think about leaving banking. Like I was worried it would come back. I was worried I'd get fired. So I was like, I had all these fears of making a change. And then I read Michelle's Obama's book and it was like, she totally made this massive change of leaving, um, being a lawyer and went into like the healthcare industry. And she talked about her path. I was like, okay, well, why can't I, why can't I do that? Like, and why can't I at least try? So then I just started and finally admitting and being vulnerable is something I also used to suck at. Like I was just, mm. I, I hated being vulnerable. I hated telling people, oh, I'm not happy. Or, you know, when people would describe me, especially my coworkers, it was like, Shannon's always smiling. She's always happy. She's always high energy. And it's like, yeah, a lot of the time I was, and a lot of the time it was an act that I felt I had yeah. to put on that yeah. act. So I finally took a step back and I start, I just started reaching out to my network and asking everybody. And I was like, Hey, you know what? It's time for a change. And I need to figure out what I want to do. Um, can we meet for coffee? And I was blown away by once I finally admitted out loud to people what I wanted to do and how I wanted to change that. Like every person like introduced me to a couple more people. And then it just became this incredible network. And I finally had, a list of everything that I was looking for um, in my next job. And so I, I made a plan. I was like, all right, I'll get that next job, but in a different field. And then maybe in 10 years, I'll become an entrepreneur. I'll be able to start my own business, but I need like, I need to just move to that next step. But long-term I want my own business. Yes. So I went to the advertising industry. Okay. Um, so I was surrounded by creative people and I worked in client services and it was an amazing team. It was a small company, really great group, but the hours were insane. So like, I felt like I worked 24 seven. I felt like I was always on call. We're never truly on vacation, all this. And that is when I was starting to really lose it. And I was like, like, I was so angry at my kids all the time, like angry at my husband. I had no patience. I was resenting like work and my family. And it was just like, okay, I need to figure something out. So at that moment, I finally started a wellness routine. Like I finally started to prioritize eating healthy and exercising. And I did that in my life to at least have that bit of an outlet. Um, and feel better in my body and stuff. But then I was like, okay, I have to figure out this, this long-term plan needs to come quicker. So then that was like, okay, how, how can I do that? And what, what am I going to do to make that come faster? Love it. Yeah. Our, our paths are, are very similar, very, very similar. Cause again, after the whole punching, punching the French fry boxes thing, that was when I started my, myself training again. Cause you know, from being an athlete, I, I used to do it all, all the time and now working anywhere from 10 to 14 hours a day and then being a dad as well, it was tough. And so I was same thing. I was coming home and bringing the stress into the house. I, I remember this one day my ex just asked me, how was your day? And I unloaded for like 20 minutes and she was like, I was just trying to say hi. You know, yeah. and the kids, the kids were coming. What? You know, it's like, like I wasn't being, being me. 
And so I started it more so just for my own mental health. Said So I'll, I'll come home, I'll say hi, I go into the garage, and I would train for 30, 30 minutes to, to an hour, but I got the frustration out. And then mm-hmm. I was like, you know, there's enough space in here. Maybe I'll train a couple other people just for mm-hmm. just the giggles. The next thing you know, I got 40 people training out of my garage. <laughs> it's like, this, this wasn't supposed to happen. But going back to what you said, you put it out into the world. And then doors started opening, you know, yeah. kind of like I, like I said in my, my opening speech. And that's how it happened. So I started this. I put one ad out. I got one client. And then I had two clients. Then I had six clients. Then I had 14. And they just started telling each other. Like, I wasn't I wasn't advertising. Like, can I bring a friend? Can I bring my co-worker? <laughs> oh, can you train my mom too? And it just started growing. And it's like I was almost equaling my, my management income when I lost my job. So... I mean, it was still a shock, a shock to, to the system to not have really had to make it happen. But once I took the focus off of making money, I just focused on changing these people's lives. You know, because people were coming in sick, people were coming in pre-diabetic, people were coming in with high cholesterol, with high blood pressure. And it's like, this goes beyond just weight loss and, and measurements. You know, it's like, we're actually like literally helping people change their, change their, their lives. I said, so, yeah. so you got to just step into that. And then every, just everything changed. Like I never would have thought that. And then leading to having this, this platform, which is heard in 28 different countries on six different continents. It's like, who would have thought? But it all started from starting. Just like you, you said, I just started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right. So can continue on with your <laughs> journey. Okay. So, yeah, so at that point too, it was, you know, I was like, okay, I have, I just felt old in my body too. And I, at the time I was in my thirties and I was like, okay, this isn't cool. Like, I can't feel like this. This isn't good. Like I felt like my body was always hurting. My neck was getting stuck in places when I got stressed. And then, so I was like, okay, I need to start working out. I need to eat healthy. At the time my husband and I were eating, you know, a lot of processed meals. Um, so just freezer, like we take something out of the freezer and stick it in the oven or the microwave because we didn't have time. So it was always like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have energy. Those were like the two big re excuses that I never looked after myself. And it was actually a coach finally once she was like, okay, what are you going to do this week? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to try to go to yoga. And she's like, "Uh -uh, you don't try. Like you're already giving yourself an out. She's like, what are you going to do? I'm I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to yoga. I'm going to yoga. And she's like, that's better. But then I said to her, oh, but I just feel bad. Like by the time I get done work and then stop at the gym on the way home, then I get home just before bedtime. So that guilt set in. And she was like, but who benefits when you are healthy? I was like, my family. Right. So that it was that whole mindset shift, too, because in my mind, like time was so precious and I everything revolved around it. And then the guilt as a mom, I was like, oh, no, like I have to be home for every bedtime or I have to be doing this. And so I can't work out and then come later on. I'm like, I'm exhausted at nighttime. I don't want to work out late at night. Yes. So I finally was like when I'd been working in the banking industry, um, some coworkers had told me about the 5am club book by Robin Sharma. 
And I was like, uh-uh, nope, I don't even want to hear about 5 a.m. Like 6.30 a.m. was early for me to wake up. So I was like, no, no way. Fast forward to when I was working really long hours in advertising and I I bought the book. I'm like, okay, I'll at least read it and see what it's about. And halfway through, I was like, that is the solution to my problem. I can wake up at five. My youngest wakes up at six. So I have one hour to myself and I can work out, I can meditate, I can journal, which I love journaling, and read. And I started doing that and it was awesome. And I was like, got into a really, really big group. And then COVID hit. And my work got crazy again. We moved in with my parents, who I had not lived with since I was like 19 for wow. a long period. We moved in with them so they could help with our kids. And and then I found myself like every night I was drinking wine, eating a bag of chips and binge watching TV every night. And I was at a low, like just this crazy low. And it went on for a couple months. And then finally it was like, okay, Shannon, like snap, you know, snap out of this. Like you got to figure this out. And then I remembered how great I felt when I was waking up at five and I was like, okay, it's time to make some changes. So I went back to my morning routine and then I also started running. Like I, I thought back, what did I like as a kid? And I'm like, you know what? I actually used to love running, but I'd forgotten about it. And so I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to start running. So I signed up for a 10 K to give me that motivation. So I started running regularly and I found running cleared my head. So I finally had something that turned off all the noise in my head, which I have so often. And then that fueled me. And we did it in stages. My husband actually joined in too. He, he'd been running. So he was running and then he was motivating me. So, you know, those days, we all have those days where I'm like, I'm not going to do it today. And he's like, no, yes, you are. Like, think how good you'll feel after. Yeah. And so we started with the exercise and then later on came the, the eating healthy. Um, but in the meantime, too, I'd written down every day I write down my 10 dreams for 10 years out. So at the time it was it was um, 2030. Okay. And I'd written hold, and I wrote. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Let me let me pause. Yeah. You. Let me pause yeah. right there. 10, 10 dreams. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll pick it. We'll, we'll pick it back up there because you dropped some gold, golden nuggets oh, in there. Yeah. That, yeah. that I, I don't want it to get buried. So the first thing is the five a.m. club. Yeah. Because like when you first started talking, you know, my coach mode kicked in too, and 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 I was like, wait, wake up earlier. <laughs> it's like if you wake up earlier, you you won't have that problem. <laughs> you know, that's what yeah. I'm thinking in my head. And yeah. so then when you said it, that's one of the things I try to explain to people, especially the ones that say that they're busy. And, and if you're busy and you have children, it's like if you can get up one to two hours before the children wake up, you'll be surprised how much more productive and how much more smooth your day is going to flow. Because if the kids get get up at six and you get up at six, then your day is going to get away from you so fast. But it's something I had to learn, too. Like I, I used to do 630 a.m. classes. Then I got a business coach and he's like, you need one class in the five o'clock hour. And I was like, dude, <laughs> I was like, 630 is cutting it already. But he's like, you don't have a waking up problem. You have a going to bed problem. Hmm. Yeah. I was like, okay, all right. You kind of did a boomerang on me there, but okay. And he was right though. I was staying up till 10, 10, 30, 11, 1130. 
So yeah, if you do that, getting up at four is like stupid. But yeah. now I'm in I'm in bed at eight 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 thirty, and I'm up at four four twenty every morning. First class is at five fifteen. So in that first hour, I can you know check my emails. You know, I have to respond to people, get get the day set right. This is what, what we're gonna do today. Get to the gym. I can just focus on teaching my classes. Mm-hmm. And then I and I come back. I work my schedule so I come back home, get the kids off off the well. They're old enough to get themselves off to school, but I can at least be here and say goodbye. And and then I have the bulk of the day free, you know, just from getting up early. But like when you when you get up, especially with, with kids, then you're already putting out fires and you're not planning out your day. Yeah. So 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 how much more productive did you find your, yourself being in getting up at five? It was incredible, like so much more productive. I was just ready. So by the time I'd sit down to work at, say, 830 or whatever it was, like my mind was just clear. And I just could get work done. And, you know, that's when I'll do my, I write on the side as well. That's when I do my best writing Um, in the corporate world. Like I could just shoot out, get the, all the emails taken care of, and then just be able to focus on on whatever I had going on. It was, yeah, it was a game changer for me. I couldn't believe that just by having that hour to focus on my well being, that, you know, the greatness that came out of that and how much more energy and focus too. And I think the other big thing is too, then you don't have this, like these thoughts, like hanging over, like, oh, are you going to make it to the gym today? Or, you know, like it's gone. So you don't have to worry about it. And that for me was, was amazing because, you know, cause then you, I spend so much time battling in my mind a lot of the time too. And like, again, coming up with those excuses, oh no, I might have to work late today. So I can't make it. And, and just that whole circle that goes on in my mind was gone. Exactly. And then the other thing you had said, you wanted to get back to running. So you signed up for a local 10K. Like whenever anyone asked me, like, Rob, I think I want to run a 5K. Like, what do I do first? I said, find one and sign up for it. Because that that makes it real. Yeah. You know, makes it real. So I just wanted wanted to emphasize that. And again, like I said in my earlier about simplifying things, like people complicate stuff. It's like if I'm pretty certain you're not trying to win the 5K, <laughs> right? It's like your goal is you just want to start and finish. Yeah. It's like, so just sign up for one, add some running in, and go do it. And then once you're done, see how your body responds. And yeah. then wh- wherever you're the most sore, you train those areas, and then you try to crush the next one. Yeah. You know, because, like, I always t- tell people, you you can't prepare for something you haven't experienced. <laughs> like you yeah. just can no matter no matter what it is i said so just get out there and just go do one and just finish then train up so but simple simplification gets overlooked so much yeah so all right, funny so, for me too the difference was like i always you'll you'll probably find this funny as it, with your profession but i joined i don't know if they have it i think they have it in the u.s um nine round fitness so it's nine rounds. That doesn't ring a bell. It's like a boxing fitness gym. So you go and there's nine stations and it's a 30 minute workout. So you just okay. are like, it's this whole circuit circuit. I joined that a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and then I quit. And I told them when I quit, I'm like, I'll come back when I'm in shape because I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. what I used to do. I would quit stuff and t- say, <laughs> oh no, I need to get in shape first. And I, I, laugh I at hear myself. that a lot. Now with my kids, I'm like, would we ever tell them, no, you need to know how to ride a bike before you ride a, like on the sidewalk or you need to know how to swim before you go in the exactly. deep end. It's like, no, we have to get there and condition ourselves. 
but that was my attitude for so long. Like I just gave up. And that's also, I think why I felt unfulfilled because it was like, I, I wasn't a quitter. Like I didn't used to be this quitting person. Why am I all of a sudden, why am I okay with that? And then it was also too, like the running, like I was trying to do things, you know, yoga is great for me and I felt good after it's not going to get me up at five in the morning going for a run. And I live like near the water. I'm like going for a run near the water that will get me up at 5am seeing a sunrise will get me up Mm. at 5am. So it was finally too finding, okay, what will motivate me versus me trying to motivate myself over something that was never going to happen. Love that. Absolutely love that. Because I say the same to people that you you have to create an environment that's conducive to what you like. It's, it's that simple. Like people ask me, when you do your workouts, what type of music do you listen to? And I'm like, you want my honest answer? I said, I listen to 90s love songs. <laughs> and they're like, really? <laughs> yep. Give me old school Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. And all that. that's what's in my headphones when I'm working out. It's like, you know, like doing all that that high energy, you know, like, like, uh, like, I don't need all that. You know, some, some people like the gangster rap. Some people like heavy metal. Like I just like chill. I just need chill music and I can go for days. That works for me. You know, so people just have to find what works for, for them. And I love how you said that instead of trying to motivate myself, what motivate myself, what will motivate me? You know, like that's that's look, looking at it from the positive lens. It's like, but people look at it from the negative lens too many times. Oh, get up at 5 a.m. I'm going to have to this. I'm going to have, have to that. Instead of how will the benefit fit me to get up at 5 a.m.? Yeah. You know, if you look at it that, that way, it's not as tall of an order. But if you just look at all the negatives, then yeah, you're going to talk yourself right out of doing it. <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah. All right. So let's go back to the 10 dreams. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is then... So I had 10 dreams. My first one was help others live happier, healthier, and more fulfilling lives. And it was like, okay, how the hell am I going to do this? And I I even started Googling, like, <laughs> can I become a psychologist? And it's like, I was, you know, late thirties. I'm like, pretty sure I, again, I do think you can, I'm not saying you can't, but yeah. where I was at in my life, I'm like, this is not a realistic goal for me. Yeah. So I didn't know, but I kept putting it out there and I kept writing it down every day. And then we went away to a cottage last summer and like two years ago now, and we had this beautiful cottage on a lake and I had work to do still on the side. And it was frustrating me. And, you know, I was just like, no, I really wanted to unplug. And wouldn't, you know, um, a few days into our cottage stay, my phone blew off the dock into the lake. and was gone. Wow. And, I was like, okay, I have no choice but to not work at all and just be present with my family. And it was amazing. And it was the first time in years where I'd really like just been able to be totally present and not thinking about work. And when we got home that weekend, I opened up my computer and there was an ad to become a health and life coach. And I was like, whoa, that is so <laughs> weird. And I, I'd never even heard of a health coach before. I'd heard of life coaches, but I'm like, I have no idea what this even is. Mm. So I clicked on it and I was like, okay, this is exactly what I want to do. This is it. And it's funny, my husband took the kids to the park. They got home and he's more the skeptical. I'm more like the big dreamer, but we balance <laughs> yeah. it out because, you know, he's the realist. 
And yeah. he got home and I had a, I'd already in my phone, I'd made a business plan. And I was like, okay, you have to hear me out. I want to take this course. Nah, nah, and this is my business plan. And this is how it could work. And he was like, yeah, this is exactly what you've been waiting for. And I was like, okay. And so then that set me off on that path. Um, then I started training to become a health and life coach. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Take me through what, what you're doing now. So what I'm doing now, so I have a few different streams that I work on now. So one is coaching. So I work with busy professionals um, who are burnt out and really help them, you know, uncover what they really want in their life, whether it's their health or their life, their career, it's all, you know, at the end of the day, we can't, it's all, it all meshes together. So we yeah. sit down and we look at, okay, what do they want? And then a lot of my work comes in around what are the obstacles? What's holding them back? And that's where I'll meet with them weekly, um, either in individual or small groups. And we will dive in and we'll do exercises and frameworks and figure out, okay, what is holding them back and how can they overcome that? And then work on those. Um, and then, you know, a big part of my job is the accountability, the cheerleader, the, you know, tough love mm. coach and following yeah. through week after week and encouraging them there. Um, so that's a bit, that's my one area. And then I also do, I also go into companies and I speak and, you know, main topics there are burnout. So how to, how to recognize burnout and reverse it, um, productivity, how to increase your productivity and then really, you know, balance as well. So how can people find more balance in their lives and, balance is different for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So I think in the past, you know, people hated the term work-life balance because it sounded like it's a 50-50 split. And it's like, yeah. no, so that is not what I look at. I look at each person, what does balance mean for them? Are they there? And if they're not there, what can they do to get more of that in their life? Because it'll just help them in their career and in their personal life as well. So when you ask them what's holding them back, what are some typical answers you get? <laughs> You know what? It's funny. It always starts. We Everyone always has this main list where it starts. I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have energy. I'm not good enough. I don't have the skills, right? Like we have these set excuses. Yeah. That we no, you nailed them all too. <laughs> yeah. And I call, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this show, but yeah, you can. You're allowed to, okay. Cause I'm like, it's bullshit, right? Like we tell ourselves bullshit excuses because we're just, it's fear. Usually it's fear of all different types of fear. Um, yeah. or it's like, you know, the willingness. So what I try and do is always flip it. Like, okay, well, what, like you were saying earlier, focusing on the positive. Well, what if I could help you get more energy? What will that do for you in your life? And is it worth it? Is that worth it? Because yes, habit change is hard. Going after our dreams is hard, but it's worth it. So it's like, okay, what are you, what will get you motivated enough? to actually do the work and make it happen. Because once we can, once we can, you know, dive, drill down into that and see the big motivator, our big why, then that helps get rid of those obstacles or at least makes us want to overcome them in a way that maybe see, we haven't before. Agreed. And, and it's about getting to the actual why. You know, when, when mm -hmm. people, when, <laughs> oh man, I've been called out. <laughs> 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 no, it's like people, people will come, come to me. And I say the same thing. 
I say you got you got to stop it with the BS excuses. I said, cause, and they're like, oh, it's not BS. It, it's it's valid. I said, it doesn't matter if it's valid. An excuse is an excuse. <laughs> That's what, what it is. I, ha- I have someone who comes in. She's late almost all the time. And she's like, oh, well, you know, it's, there was traffic and there was that. I said, no, you're not leaving early enough. <laughs> you know, it, it's about accountability. Like you said, yes. with the tough, with the tough love. It's like, if you want the goal, you have to do the work. You can't go cutting corners and expect to still get there. It doesn't work that way. And that that's in every facet of life. It doesn't work that way. I mean, yeah, you can hit the lottery, but most of them go, go broke. And why? Because there was no discipline in attaining that thing. And so yeah. once people can realize it's on me, I have to do this. Even though people come to me, I say, it's just my job to give you the blueprint. Is <laughs> that you yeah. still have to do the work. I can give you the meal plans. I can give you the motivational text messages. I can have the private Facebook group. None of that matters if you're not ready to put the work in. Exactly. <laughs> and that's like the number one thing I hammered that down to people. Yeah. And I would say to the hard part, like I work with a lot of working moms and who like myself, right? Like my well, my wellness was at the bottom of the priority list. I didn't have time. I didn't have energy, all those reasons. And so now working with a lot of these working moms, and then when it comes to like investing in themselves, it's hard. So that's where I go to too. What is this costing you? What is not investing in yourself costing you? You know, with your health, and like chronic illness is huge. Like it's on the rise now with stress and just not taking care of ourselves. So I'm like, so if you had to take a leave of absence from work, that would cost you. Yep. Your marriage is on the rocks right now. Like that's costing you. You feel like you're not a good mom. You feel like your work's slacking. Like you don't have the productivity. So that's the other piece that really like, you know, I tend to look at is investing in yourself. Yes, comes it costs us to invest in ourselves, but it usually outweighs what could happen if we don't invest in ourselves. There it is. I was just about to jump in and say, and say like things cost, you know, things cost. When, when you're bettering yourself, that's the best investment you can make. That was yeah. the absolute best investment. Because so, someone asked me, like, Rob, what motivates you to, to, to be fit? I said, because being unhealthy sucks. that's why like I was unhealthy one time one time I lost I lost my my vision and I I think it was like 228 pounds I want to say and I'm six foot two so it stretches but still for me and my comfort level I felt disgusting and I was like I will never ever ever feel that again never and I didn't and and I had seven surgeries and I still never got even over 200 pounds let alone 220 and just because I I made it that I made it a priority, I said mm-hmm. so for for me it's about that, and I'm also an athlete. So even at 47, I still compete. I play basketball, I play softball, I play volleyball, I still run tra- track meets, and I do obstacle course races. So it's like for for me, it's about being able to still compete. You know, being being out there on the basketball court with the 25 year olds and can still hold hold my own. So like I have to keep my body right in order to compete as an athlete. So people have to find what is that thing that you want. Yeah. And if you're not motivated to get it, you don't want that thing. <laughs> that, yeah. That's what it boils down really? to. It's like it's like you're lying to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about like another big thing I work on too is how you frame your goals. Because like and a personal example for me is for years, I wanted to get pregnant. 
and it didn't happen. I couldn't get, I couldn't get pregnant. And it wasn't until I took a step back and was like, okay, what is my true goal? Is it to get pregnant? Well, no, my true goal is to be a mom. Okay. How else can I be a mom? Oh, we can adopt. Okay. We're going to adopt our kids. So that's the other thing too, is sometimes we get so focused on that goal and it may not work for us. It may not be the right goal. It may never happen. So then it's taking a step back and looking at, is there another way to go at it and get this result in a reframing of your goal? Yes. Yeah. I had someone come to me about starting a podcast and she's like, I really, I really don't like being on camera. I was like, so do it audio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, do it audio. Like you, yeah. you can do it that way. If if you, you don't want to do that that either, be a blogger. Write down yeah. your feelings. I was like, you can still you can still do that thing. You have to find what works for you. Like mm-hmm. I, I tell people, you know, I I want to market. I want to grow grow a list or do do whatever. And it's like, no, I don't really like talking on the phone. I'm like, you know, you can text. Like we're we're <laughs> in a texting age now. So yeah. if you don't want to talk on the phone, you can text. Like. For me, I like to be face to face. So when people say, "Hey, hey, can I call you?" I said, "Yeah, let's jump on the Zoom." You know, because we have that option. It's like I like to see the people, I like to see the facial expressions, and you can just see and feel the energy better on video. For me, you know, that works mm-hmm. for for me. So people just yeah. have to figure out, like, all right, what works for me? You know, exactly. it's like, and what is that thing that you're working for? Because mm-hmm. if you're not motivated to do it just on your own, you don't want it. You know, I know I just said yeah. that, but it's worth repeating again, you know, so you don't mm-hmm. want it. All right. Yeah. So how can sorry, so um how can people get in touch with you? So they can find me. Um my website is path to presence.ca. And actually I also do a weekly wellness blog where I where I send out tips. Um I'll do certain challenges that I notify subscribers to, and they can find out all about my services on there. I'm also on Instagram at pathtopresence.ca on Instagram. I didn't spell um, that right, did I? No, you did. Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, I, oh, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. you, you, usually I have all the links pre, pre-done, but because we started late, <laughs> I, didn't get a chance to, I didn't get a chance to put them in. No, it looks good. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So give us some final words. Final words. So yeah, I just, you know what, call your call yourself out on BS. I think that's a big thing that holds us back is, yes, you know, just giving ourselves an okay to have all these excuses. Well, stop. Don't let yourself have excuses. Think about what you want and how you can get it and go after it. Because yes, it's hard work, but it is worth it. Absolutely. See, and that's, that's the big part that people miss. It's like it's hard work, but it's worth it. But it's it's hard work to be unfulfilled every single day. It's <laughs> raining. It's I, exhausting. Yes, I'm way more. Yes. I am like I am stronger mentally, physically, and emotionally now than I've ever been. And it's yeah, it's so worth it. And the energy that you get from yeah from not being okay with the mundane day-to-day is yeah that's draining that it can be an exhausting exhausting life yeah, yeah. it's it's so it's so di- it's so difficult but it's, it's almost like people are just conditioned to just accept what is and yeah. for the longest time i did it you know hearing oh if you don't go go to college you're gonna be stuck doing nothing you're not gonna be able to do anything and 
and I let I chose to believe that. And so mm-hmm. I did it. So I stayed in this restaurant industry thinking, well, what else am I going to do? It's like, I'm going to have to go back to school. But I don't learn like that. Like, I'm, I'm a very hands-on learner. So I traveled the country going to workshops and mastermind groups. And I learned what I needed to know about marketing and branding mm-hmm. and getting getting on TV and doing Facebook ads. Like I went to di- different groups, but, but I had to go in person and like have these hands-on groups. Like I can't sit in a room with 600 people and just listen to someone lecture about psychology. Like I just can't do it. And so like, like you, I'm a visionary. And so when I get bored, the mind wanders. It just wanders. That, that's why I can't read books either. Cause like, I'll look at the book and I'll say the words, but it doesn't register at all because my mind is elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so I have to watch videos. And I can watch videos. I can watch a two-hour video. I, I can be consumed by the content. So going back to what we were saying earlier, you got to just find what works for you. Exactly. And if yeah. you're in an unfulfilled state, right now, nothing is working for you. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> and so it's time to, to you to go from unfulfilled to fulfilled. I was able to do it. She was able to do it. And there are many other people out there that's able to do it. So reach out. You can re- reach out to Shannon Hare, Path to Presence. And for those catching on the audio, P-A-T-H-T-O-P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E dot C-A. Yeah, and I will add to, sorry, one last thing is I also offer a free consultation. So if anyone is interested, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling burnt out and you're looking for that bit of motivation, um, please head to my website and you can book me for a free 45 minute either call or video chat and i would love to i'd love to see how i can help free 45 minute call that's that's huge that that's huge <laughs> yeah so people people listen you'll definitely want to want to jump on that because there's that's a huge huge value huge so and uh, amanda gets me that's me to a t all right yeah. so I started doing all-star panels, and so I have my second one coming up this Saturday. So when I get to one where we're going to solely focus on health and wellness, would you like to be invited back to uh, yeah, I would love that. that one? Yeah, yeah, because I, I think I'm pretty sure I have at least six that that are in that space, and so that one's typically on Saturdays at noon. So okay. I, I know I know for some some yeah. people weekend weekends are off limits, but. I find that's a good time to do it because people are home. It's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. And no, I'm definitely interested. That'd be great. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to connect you with a bunch of my podcast friends. Awesome. Right. Cause I have, I have probably, I don't know, at least, at least eight, eight to 10 that, that your, your, that your message will align with. All right. So if, awesome. if we're not, thank if you. we're not friends, my pleasure. If we're not friends on Facebook, um, Send send me a send me a request, and because I make all the connections there because they're, they're all on okay. Facebook, so it's easier than sending emails. Perfect. All right. Amazing. Well, have yourself a great day. Thank Amazing you very too. much for joining and sharing your knowledge and experience. So this was a great great discussion, and uh, I'll be in touch. It was fun. Thanks so much. Have a great day, everyone. All right. Take care. All right. So that was Shannon dropping her knowledge and expertise, and she will definitely be back for an all star episode, and. Oh, sorry. So just re- remember, I end every show saying when you if you're out hiking, you come up to a mountain, 
you don't get to decide how high the mountain is, but you can decide how strong you make yourself to climb it. Okay, that's the essence of Shut Up and Grind. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities.